Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pint-Sized Art History, where usually I get a little bit tipsy with friends, where we drink beer, talk about art. However, these past two weeks, my friends and I have been very busy, and we have not been able to get together, which, while a tragedy, the podcast must go on. So, today we're doing, uh, oh, what's going on in the art world? We're going to go over a few things here and there, uh, some things I've seen pop up, We're going to go over some things you might have seen or that you might not have. Regardless, instead of being a full pint-sized, we're going to do more of a flight, a tasting, if you will. Regardless, we're still going to drink. So go ahead, get your drink. I'll get mine. If you're working, do not drink. If you're not home, but you're at a party, feel free to. But probably listen to your friends and have fun instead of listening to a podcast. I will be drinking today, though. Blackberry cheesecake chomp chomp. It has a picture of a slice of cheesecake that has been turned into slightly an alligator and then it's eating a blackberry. It's by The Brewing Project. It's an imperial sour ale with milk, sugar, blackberry, cream cheese powder, graham cracker flavoring, and vanilla. All of those things sound like things I will love, so. Oh my god, I can't get it open. Hang on. There we go. smells really good. It looks beautiful. It all almost fit in that glass. Mm, It does taste like cheesecake, so I will give it that. I did not think this through. Because the first thing we're going to bring up today that we're going to go over real quick is Ivy Heldman, who is an artist who is painting hot dog people. And so many people have feelings about it. Sorry, I'm very burpy today. Squid isn't here to control me, so I can do whatever I want. But you can find Ivy on Instagram at that underscore Ivy. She is currently doing, like I said, drawings of hot dog people. Ivy Heldman, she's been going over the idea of gender norms and power dynamics using anthropomorphic hot dogs, which is which is really fun. It's silly, but it's fun. And that's the point. You don't get so much into looking at it as a person, as in recognizing that it could be human. So it's easier to place personhood onto it. Ivy got a BFA from the Cooper Union for Advancement of Science and Art in 2008 and has been killing it just about ever since, but recently really been doing so. Definitely recommend checking out her Instagram. It's very cool. So along with the hot dogs, which is a really interesting thing because some of these you're like, I know that's a hot dog, but it looks like a blanket. Or is that still a hot dog because she drew it? Or why does that hot dog have a banana phone? Who knows? Ivy does. It looks very wonderful. I feel like a lot of this exaggeration and fluidness and softness in her work, even though it is of hot dogs, makes it makes it very human. Definitely though, check out her Instagram, take a peek. It's really lovely and interesting to see what she's created. And she's been doing shows basically across the globe now. Again, at that underscore ivy on instagram if you guys follow my instagram i will post something about this mini sewn but i'm not going to be probably showing pictures we're just going to talk and i'll just put up a thing about a mini sewed and maybe tag a few things but you can find the link here in the bio so take a peek at those maybe we'll do an episode on ivy her work's really fun next up we're going to talk about Etsy. For those of you who do not know, there are artists this week who have been going on strike since Monday. Artists on Etsy are striking to oppose the
the rates that Etsy is charging them, increasing by upwards of 30%. Artists who make a significant amount of money on Etsy, over $10,000 a year, are unable to opt themselves out of off-site advertisements. And what that means is off-site advertisements means Etsy is showing their stuff on Instagram, Etsy is showing their stuff on Facebook, is showing their stuff on Google. It's popping up and Etsy is paying for those ads and thus making the person who they're advertising pay for those ads. And while it might not sound like a bad idea, Etsy's been doing this for a while. The fees when you cannot opt out are lower. However, there are still fees there. They're raising transaction fees. So what that looks like is April 11th to 18th, many shops are going to be closed. Etsy is already one of the biggest marketplaces for artists and creators. And through the pandemic, they started those things like the offsite advertising, like this thing called Etsy Star Sellers, which is a curated quote unquote group of trusted sellers that Etsy uses to market like more and gets priority ads and a special label. It encourages sellers to sell more than $300 a quarter, encourages them to respond to every message within the first 24 hours, which means you get no days off if you're getting lots of messages and you can only get four to five star reviews. There is also the offsite ads that I talked about that are driving sales. It's feels like now mostly a way for Etsy to drive profit because it's geared towards making the most money, or at the very least, it feels that way. Etsy advertises art from creators on different websites, so like Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. And if a sale is made, Etsy charges a marketing fee of 12 to 15%. 12% if you cannot opt out and 15% if you decide to opt in when you can. And so for artists who can choose to do this, that's a nice idea. That's a nice thing to do. For artists who can't choose, so anyone who makes over $10,000 on Etsy, they're being charged 12% regardless when they make a sale. So to break this down, if you buy something for $20 that you see on Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, there's more fees. So the artist pays 12% to have that sale go through Pinterest or lead from Pinterest to Etsy. So that go that's a fee of from $20 of $2.40. And then they have to pay a listing fee. So any listing on Etsy gets has to pay to be on there. So 20 cents for that. So that's 260. And then the new transaction fee went from 5% to 6.5%, which is a 30% growth of 650 of the whole amount, meaning shipping, meaning taxes. Any money that you are paying and going through Etsy is getting charged 6.5% for that artist. So that's an additional $1.56 for ignoring taxes in this case, which means that artist ends up getting only $15.84 for that $20 sale. And this doesn't include the cost of supplies to ship it to you. It doesn't include their business card in there. It does not include them driving to the store. It does not include them printing anything, making anything, doing anything, none of the supplies. So no miscellaneous costs. And to break it down for an artist that is selling over $10,000 a year, cannot opt out, that's $2,080 in fees, which is wild. Goodness gracious. Now, Etsy has the highest seller fees of really many, many online stores. And it's their marketplaces like no other, which means they can do that even if artists don't really have other options, which is a big pain in the butt. So... There's no reason for Etsy to raise this, as I understand it. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an 
economicist, whatever the word is, economist. Etsy is profiting off the fact that they can do the advertising, which a lot of artists do use Etsy to make money because Etsy has a marketplace that right now no one compares. Why that matters is while they can advertise for themselves, they can show things, they cannot tell Etsy not to advertise for them. Effectively choosing to boost these sellers that they know are making money to then make money off the sellers. All right, I have a cat join me. So Etsy already had some of the highest fees, but the marketplace feature that brings you customers that you might not otherwise have throughout the year typically made up for it. But now when we hit this fee to this point, this is why people are striking. It's it's wild. It's It's a lot of money that people are losing. So you can see why small artists are competing this way to say this is not this is not acceptable for Etsy to charge these. So if you hear about people talking about the Etsy strike, that is what it is. Moving on though, cat on my shoulder now. So support artists, what you can do to help in this situation is sign petitions. Uh, There is one on coworker.org that's going to Josh Silverman, the CEO of Etsy. It's called Etsy, cancel the fee increase, work with sellers, not against us. So you can sign that. Um, You can also look for those. So when you're on Etsy, you're not allowed to advertise your own business in the sense of like, I can't advertise offsite things. So I can't put my website, but I can send you a business card with my website on it. So when you buy from Etsy or when you look at those artists, find them in other locations, find their websites, find ways to pay them for their work that does not cost as much in the long run for them. So more of your money that you're spending for them goes towards that artist and less to that. So if an artist has an online shop, use that. If your favorite artist is going to go to a convention, do that. Heck, probably email them and be like, hey, I want to buy this. I heard Etsy is being trash on their fees right now. Can I pay you some other way? And they might have an option. Next up along our flight, which I only have one arm for now because my kid is sitting on me, for which I blame Squid because this is how she podcasts. So now we're going to talk about Expo Chicago, which starts this coming weekend. It's bringing along the best and the brightest, or at least the up and coming, we know. Expo Chicago is Chicago's international exposition of contemporary and modern art. So it's going to have 140 or more, I think more, uh, exhibitors which come across across the world. It's going to be at Navy Pier in the Festival Hall. I've seen some pictures online of other um, previous ones. And it looks really cool. I mean, it's affordable to go to. I might try and go. But it is Expo Art Week. Oh, fuck. It's this weekend. Well, the last day was yesterday. I am missing my life now. So Expo Chicago happened this past weekend. I'm a mess. I thought I was going to go to it. No, I'm not because I missed it because I was planning things I wanted to talk about two days ago instead of two days ahead. I'm a mess. But for those who went, I'm sure it was wonderful. I think it stopped the last two years because of the pandemic and it got to go again this year, which is lovely. I didn't know it was something that happened. So I'm going to be very happy to go next year. Single day admission is 30 bucks in the sense of affordable, I suppose I should say, comparable to admission to galleries in Chicago. Um, as a non-resident, three day admission is only $15 more than the single day. Invitees only are special people who get to go Thursday. However, it seems very neat. If you're over, if you have more than 10 people, you can get a discount. Seniors and students get a discount. Children and under, children and under, children 12 and under are free with the purchase of a ticket. So next year it's going to be, which is really important for accessibility. So I'm glad they do have tours. So hopefully they'll be able to talk with you about some of them this next year around if you do decide to go. Oh, their guide is terrible on the website though. So we're going to take a look. It looks like a lot of the art comes from on loan from 25 different countries, 45 cities, including Chicago, London, Madrid, New York, 
It's not a country, but it's a city. Paris, Aspen. Some of these have multiple locations across the world. Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, Mexico City, Augusta, Barcelona, Hong Kong, Bangkok, Bogota. We've got so many gallery people coming. So many gallery people. So many galleries coming. It's going to be a great way to see what is going on across the world by different artists. We have a bunch of different participating artists. And really, the nice thing about contemporary art is you're going to see a lot of difference here because there's so many different influences throughout this. You're going to see many different art mediums. I saw sculptures. I saw paintings. There's photography. There's all sorts of stuff. So when something like this pops up, it's really nice to see if you get the chance. So I'm sad I missed it this year. I hope some of you got to go. I hope I will be going next year. This time, I'm going to take a drink. Oh my god, my cat is so heavy. I spilled on myself. All right. Next stop on this flight, Finland. Finland has been stopping shipments of art from being moved into Russia due to the fact that Russia, well, I should say due to the fact that Finland is citing EU sanctions regarding the export, sale, and purchase of luxury goods, stating that the EU cannot do that right now to Russia. Some of these have been on loan to Russia uh, by other galleries and they got stopped along the way because right now these should not be going to Russia due to war and specifically war crimes. So we're stopping that. There's been a good handful of different artists actually whose work has been stopped going there and it's not like oh they are being illegally transferred but it's more like oh these are traveling to places in Russia that have probably spent flipping forever trying to get these on loan trying to organize them to get there and that's still moving despite the fact that things are going on but it's being stopped in the process so like it's it just hit its final roadblock and it looks like since I've looked at this today specifically April 11th that I'm recording Finland returned 46 million dollars worth of artwork to Russia France however still hanging on to artwork and these are oh it looks like actually instead of these being on loan to Russia these are art that were on loan from Russia that should have have been given back but it was seized at the border due to the sanctions on Russia dealing with custom enforcement at the time. Now they're allowing these to come back for a slight rule change to only only go for returning cultural goods that were on loan. So anything that Russia had loaned out prior to the start of the war it may receive back as of right now. However beyond that it doesn't look like there's there's options for it. So most of these it looks like were on loan from Russia's state of Trikyov gallery and the state of Museum of Oriental Art that were in Italy for some time. However, it looks like there's also artwork in France that is being held currently. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know right now, but for right now, it's just one of those weird times we don't think about the fact that, you know, the world is functioning, things are going between places. Eventually, they were going to make its way back, but it stopped. Now, by way of other art, I've got nothing else. Thanks again for joining me. We'll see how this goes. If you enjoyed this short mini-sode, then perhaps we will do it another time. I don't know when. I just know that it was, it was, it was fun for a minute. I, I don't know. Have a good rest of your day. Pet your cats. Drink your beer. If you're not home, stay hydrated. It keeps you from getting headaches. And enjoy, hopefully, the sun that's coming to you. Unless you're on the southern hemisphere, in which winter is coming. Now, for those of you who don't know, you can find me at Pint, S-A-I-Z-E-D, pod, on Insta and Twitter. You can also email me at pintsizedarthistory at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a good night. And remember, always podcast responsibly. Goodbye. I'm not in a con. Com. <laughs>